702 for the curious on 92.7 and 106 FM. People often compare themselves to others to determine how well they think they are doing in life and based on their personal value on that, you know. However, that usually doesn't lead to feeling good uh, about yourself. Plus, who wants to actually judge themselves in a negative way? And, you know, oftentimes that frame of mind impacts your finances. Importantly, while in some circumstances it can be motivating and inspiring to compare yourself to others, you know, when you are like, oh, that person's doing this well and they're doing that. And, you know, maybe I can change a few things about myself and also be that successful. But in most circumstances, it is negative and can lead to debt, a feeling of defeat, unhappiness, a waste of time. To simply, to put it simply, by comparing yourself to others, you are holding yourself back and to break this apart for us and, and, and explain this thought process to us is Mduduzi Lutuli from Lutuli Capital. Mdu, good evening. Hi, how are you? How are you this evening? I'm fantastic, Mdu. How are you doing? I'm good. I can't complain. It's a bit cold in, in Joburg. You know, I'm yeah. a coastal boy. I've been here for... Almost two decades, but I'm still not used to the struggle. <laughs> and I mean, it's been it's I'm been a, it's been uh, dropping to about four degrees Celsius this this week in the evenings. Uh, I when I leave the studio here, I I oh, it's I, I wish I have a blanket on me every night. For sure, I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm going to retire back home in Durban because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, dude, let's get right into it, yeah. brother. Uh, yeah. Explain to me the logic on how your comparison to other people uh, builds yeah. neg- a negative uh, feeling in yourself and how that directly impacts how you handle your money. Yeah, so I'm going to waffle a bit, but uh, really today I want to I want to build up in the conversation that we sort of had also last week about why it's so important to to understand your values and ensure that your your money decisions are aligned to your values because what you would be seeing is a, a very old problem that of negative peer comparison, you know, which has now restructured itself and has gotten so much worse in the age of social media, um, where we're constantly comparing ourselves to peers, you know. Um, so I'll start with, you know, when you look at values, why it's important to ensure that your values and your money aligned. Values are meant to give us a sense of direction. They are meant to act as a compass, uh, mm. guiding us and assisting us to identify what is important, what are our priorities. Uh, and I want to expand on, that, on that, expand on that concept and try to find what I call the poor person's mindset. And, and all too common mindsets in the area of social media, like I said, you know, social media, which is a social tool, which was meant to connect us but it's unfortunately resulted in destroying people's yeah. self-esteem due to the constant comparisons with our peers. And this comparison is fueling uh, self-destructive behavior and is causing us not to act in our best interest. So what do I mean by this? You know, I work as an investment manager and as a financial coach. Yeah. And my profession requires me to constantly be researching and studying my field, uh, we call this continuous professional development. The thinking being that as the world changes, we as advisors, we need to change with it and ensure that our advice, the advice that we give to, to clients remains contemporary. Yeah. And my focus this year in continuous professional development 
has been in trying to better understand what drives our financial behavior. And that's how I came across this topic. So over the, the past months, I've been reading about what shapes our view of money as people. Why do we place such value on money, on material possessions, and in doing so, uh, end up constantly comparing ourselves to, uh, to others? And what is the impact of this comparison on how we view ourselves? And why does money have such a hold in us? And really what I've come to find, what I've found, is that we try too hard with our money. And what I mean by that is we misunderstand money and thus we give it too much value. I, I, I want to ask you where, where that problem yeah. stems from, but I also want to uh, understand what you, what you mean by we, we try too hard. Yeah. So what I mean by the fact that we try too hard with our money is that, like I said, we misunderstand money and thus we give it too much value. We forget that we are meant to make money. Money doesn't make us. Money is a tool. And this misunderstanding of what money is, this misunderstanding leads us to overcompensate for everything with money. We try to find meaning in our lives or give our lives meaning with money. And this overcompensation largely comes from comparison to our peers, our peers on Instagram who are living the life, which then leads us to make a series of small financial mistakes that snowball over time. So if we look back to our parents' days, you know, generation back, yeah. the people we were comparing ourselves to are trying to beat. They weren't on social media, they were on TV. Now it's come just a little bit closer to social media. Yeah. Uh, or, or our neighbors next door, you know, trying to keep up with the, with the Kamalas or the Joneses. But the underlying problem is still the same, which is the negative comparison bias caused by people. And this comparison is what leads us to take our debt and get ourselves in situations where we consume and buy things that we can't afford. Because instead of just being okay with being ourselves, in, in being okay with what we have, mm. uh, even, even if that means accepting that we are inferior financially to another person. Now, now, hear me correctly. We're not inferior to that person. We're inferior financially, meaning they just have more money than us. And no matter how much money you have, you can always find someone else who has more money than you. But this negative comparison, what it does is we do all the wrong things with our money in order to convince ourselves that we are better than okay. And when our insecurity comes calling again, which it always does, we do, what it, we do whatever it is that we are doing, which is wrong, that's taking us in the wrong direction. We do it more and more, and then what tends to happen is we double down on our mistakes. You know, you don't just wake up and you financially blacklisted. It's, mm. a, small, it's a series of small mistakes, small actions in the wrong direction doubling down on mistakes because you're trying to compare yourself to your peer and convince yourself that I'm, I'm better or I'm, I'm better than they are. And this is what leads us in the wrong direction. Yeah. Every single purchase, every financial action that is aimed at making us feel better about ourselves as opposed to just accepting our situation. And don't get me wrong, I'm not just saying if you pull a struggle and just accept it and give up and last. I'm just mm. saying understanding that it's, you're not going to find purpose in, in, in money. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're using money to find purpose, you're going to go from one last-ditch effort to the next, which this last-ditch effort fuels the next last-ditch 
large-ditch financial efforts, and this inevitably creates a financially desperate situation. Because by definition, large-ditch efforts really work. Lots of lives go up in smoke. Lots of people find yeah. themselves blacklisted and in debt, taking out more debt, buying cars that they, they, they can't afford. Just because you've been approved for the credit doesn't mean you can afford this car. Buying big houses that you simply can't afford because you are comparing yourself to your peers instead of just staying, staying in your lane. You uh, know, let's 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 take practical yeah. steps, right? So, how do you isolate and insulate yourself away from uh, that sort of thinking? Do you delete your Instagram? Do you uh, because it takes an incredible amount of discipline yeah. to, uh, you know, not succumb to that level of pressure? Yeah, you know, uh, I can't say delete your Instagram or stay on social media for the rest of your life. You know that that's not practical. You know, social media is here to stay. If anything, it's gonna evolve into some into, into some other monster. What I'm saying is that you need to recognize it for what it is mm. and recognize what behavior that it's what it's what, what behavior it's driving and how that's detrimental to your financial situation. People say that they want a financially successful life. But what they really mean is that they want the pleasure and the ease of having uh, that life without the pain of actually creating the money. Yeah. You know, and we always have to remember that old saying that nothing in life is free. Most people want the life of the rich, you know. Mm. They want the life of the rich people before actually becoming the kind of person who becomes rich. Yeah. They, before developing the skills, the discipline, the patience, the understanding that is required to be rich. Yeah. The real problem uh, is not your lack of money. The problem is that you are in the market for a hack. You are in the market for a get-rich-quick scheme. You want the outcome of financial success without the process. You want the yachts, you want the Ferrari, you want the fabulous Instagram life, but then you also say no thank you to the work and the boring stuff. And this is what I call mm. a poor person's mindset. You are seeking you're seeking pleasure, or at the very least, the avoidance of pain. Yeah. But, so, but you need to understand that it's in the pain that we find our meaning. Life is about going through the pain, enduring pain, and in doing so, that's where you find you find yeah. purpose. Yeah. You know, pleasure pleasure is never uh, lasting. It's a fleeting thing. But yeah. No. Pain certainly. Pain in life is also, you know, is inevitable. So people people struggle to create and retain money because. They want the wrong things out of money. They wanted to relieve their pain instead of simply understanding that it's a tool. So, uh, sorry, to, 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 to better answer your question more directly. So, you know, you ask, so how do you become rich and, and happy? You know, how do you attain this thing? So what, what I want to say to people, and, and this is what I try to get across in, in my financial coaching, is that, you must figure out what you value. What do you value more than money? More than just seeking pleasure. Because successful people value the process and the work itself over the outcome, over the accolades, over the money. And in some way, you can say that they actually value the pain that we, we, we are trying to run away from. The pain from struggling, from, from doing their work and failing over and over and over over again. This is meaningful pain and it's it's always worth going through. You can't avoid pain. So what you need to do is find what you're willing to endure painful, you know? Yeah. 
successful people, they don't try to avoid discomfort. They don't try to avoid uncertainty. They embrace it. There are things in your life, whether you've identified them or not, that are worth the pain. Yeah. And you'd be willing to go through a ton of suffering for, the, for whatever this thing is, or things, and still come out the other side smiling. And if you don't know what these things are, and you're hoping that just, just by getting money, this will solve your purpose problem, this will, yeah. solve your, this will be the meaning to life, then I, I, I have to say to people, I want to say to you, there will never be enough money in the world to yeah. solve your purpose problem. Yeah. No, certainly yeah. it's it's O double one eight eight three O seven O two. Give me a call if you're in Johannesburg. O two one four four six O five six seven. If you're in Cape Town, look, financial advice is quite expensive, uh, specifically yeah. investment advice. So do give us a call and ask them do your question, uh, and 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 get that free advice while ad, advice while you still can. So do let's take a, a, yeah. a, 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 a let's turn all of that sentiment into practicality. Um, yeah. So uh, let's 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 say I am now able to change my attitude. I realize that I need to be more positive towards money, positive about myself, positive about how I look at myself, and realize that uh, my happiness can be located outside of the material, right? But yeah. money is still important, nonetheless. And mm. so let's let's uh, make a very practical example of something. Mm. I have a, a thousand rand extra disposable cash. Uh, yeah. every month that I was able to save up and let's say every month I'm able to save up a thousand rand in disposable cash. I want to invest this money or I want to use this money and grow it uh, to you know, build up a, a cash deposit or a cash safety net for a rainy day. Mm. Let's take the thousand rand. Uh, you've coached me to change my attitude uh, and now I that thousand rand is not going to go towards vanity now. It's going towards uh, you know, building something. Uh, let's 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 start. Where do I put that money? What questions do I ask? Uh, how do I view those small investments I make? So again, you know, in ans- in, in asking that question, that this is exactly the, the the constant problem that 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 I see when clients come and and, and they say, "I've got a thousand bucks," you know, what do I do with this money? I always turn that question around and saying. What is it that you What is it that you value? So not not to jump not not to avoid your question, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that it actually doesn't even matter what is the product or what is the investment strategy if you do not know what is your objective. You know, you need to when you if you want to get full value out of investment manager, you need to understand what is the purpose uh, uh, of this money. Because I always, I always say this to clients that investing, you know, we talk about long-term investing. Investing mm. is extremely long and it's extremely tedious. And the reason why most people fail or lose money out of investing is not the market crash, it's not the strategy, it's the, it's the behavior. Because there's no way that you are going to invest for 30, 40 50 years, you know, retirement investing, it's a 70 year journey where 40 years where you're accumulating and 30 years where you're drawing an income. No way is you going to uh, dedicate yourself to something that long if you don't know what your investment is about. You need to figure out what are your values and what is the life that you're trying to create yourself. And once you have a clear understanding yeah. of that, that's when as an investment manager, then we take it to the, the the graphs and the figures. We'll be saying, 
okay, this is your objective. This is what you want your money to do. And then we create an investment strategy for you, looking at things like liquidity, when you need that, when will you need access to the money, how how much does your money need to, to grow by? That's when we look at asset allocation as in how much of your money needs to be in growth assets. We look at, you know, what is the cost of this thing? Do you, does your money need to be in South Africa or offshore? You know, we're all worried about the GDP now, and this has just been a whole yeah. week of bad news, and everyone is trying to leave the country, et cetera, et cetera. And so on. You can't put all your you can't put all your money uh, offshore, which is now what people are saying. Just take it all out, take it all out, take it all out. You know, if if you're going to be living in South Africa and your future is yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense to have all your money uh, outside. And yeah. that is the the point I'm trying to make today is that people focus on oh, what product are you putting me in, and what is the underlying funds and Yes, those things are important, but they come at the end. What yeah. you need to first understand is that what do you, what do you want this money to do? What yeah. Do so 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 let's 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 yeah. make this uh, concrete uh, uh, with this scenario. Um, yeah. Look, I've got a thousand rand. I want to save it up for a rainy day. But while I'm saving it up, I'm also thinking forward towards my child's education. Let's say I've got about ten years before my yeah. child makes it to university. Uh, advise me on that goal. As in saving your child, is, you want to save for your child's education, which is 10 years from now. Yeah. Let's say my child's going to university in 10 years from now. I've got this thousand yeah. rand a month. What What am I doing with this money? Sure. I mean, there's a, again, it's very difficult because there's a lot you can actually do with that. You know, when we sit with a client, it's dependent on, okay, we know the term, so we need to understand what is the end goal, as in how much you'll need for the child's education. We also look at things like what is your situation in terms of tax because certain products have a tax advantage uh, depending on, on who you are. So these are the things that we would take you through in, in, as, in, in a consultation looking at you. You know, these, these are the difficulties when people say, you know, do you have got a thousand bucks, what should I do? I need to understand who you are and what is your specific circumstance. And I'll give you an example. A lot of these education plans out there are actually... Uh, endowments, these old school investment products. And yeah. if you look at these products, they were actually created and aimed at higher network people as a means to 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 defer tax, meaning you invest now and the way that they're taxed, you can earn income later at a lower rate. Yeah. So they have a standard tax rate of 30%. So if you're one of those people who is taxed at 45%, those could be attractive to you to say, oh, I could end up yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it, it it certainly does sound very uh, complex. We have unfortunately run out of time. Yeah. Do just get your uh, Twitter and Facebook details out there for those who would like to contact you to continue the engagement. Sure, no problem. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Trust Fund Zulu or follow our business at Lutuli Capital. Thank you so much for this conversation. This has been quite uh, uh, insightful. This That was Sumdu Lutuli from Lutuli Capital. Uh, it's late night. It's night talk with me, Oliver Dixon, standing in for Aubrey Masango. I'm with you up until 1 a.m. this me uh, this uh, till midnight this evening. Do not forget to send through those song requests. Uh, you can SMS me on 31702 31567 WhatsApp on 072-702-1702. Let me know what you would like for me to play for you in the final hour. This is night talk.